summertime and you know Bubba and Matt I would love for college football to start in July but I know our next guest probably doesn't want things to start in the next few weeks right yeah Dave fall camp will certainly be here before you know it and the Pirates will be heading up to the big house to take on the Michigan Wolverines now very excited to be joined by certainly no stranger to Pirate Nation longtime offensive coordinator and East Carolina assistant Donnie Kirkpatrick coach welcome back thank you guys good to hear from you Absolutely great to have you. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about this season. Uh, we wanted to have you on because, like I was talking about, uh, I'm ready to go. Uh, how about you? I, I know your uh, you coaches are so competitive. What do you think? <laughs> you know, uh, to, if you're asking me today here, and it's June the 20th, and we've Jeez. had about 17 days of camps where we've been out, you know, evaluating prospects that were, were was right after. A uh, month and a half of spring recruiting, and uh, we're uh, looking at trying to put game plans together on the first four opponents. And we've had official visits in here the last two weekends, and we got 17 official visits in here this weekend. So I'm really just concentrating right now on trying to get to Sunday. If I can get to Sunday, I'm just going to be happy. And uh, you know, what I'm saying, but I know when the when the July calendar starts getting to the short rows, that I will be excited about it because uh, we're going to have an exciting team. We, we, you know, we've got a lot of turnover on offense right now, which, you know, that's good. That means you had some success last year when you got guys that move on, especially six guys, you know, sign NFL contracts. But, you know, the, the problem with that is, is then you got to replace them. But we've got some really good guys that we've brought in through recruiting and some guys I think that we've just been developing that are going to be fun to watch and see how, how quickly they can get to the level we want to get them to. Absolutely, Coach. Uh, this is Matt. Um, just just curious, the way the direction college football is heading, you know, in terms of the portal and the recruiting and the NIL, do you even get an off season anymore? I mean, realistically, do you get an off season? You know, it's it's really not very much of one. I, when I got in this business many, many years ago, too many to mention, you know, I know some of the guys uh, said, yeah, we just we all do this so we can get the summers off. You know, it's kind of like that. But those, those days are gone. But I will say that we uh, we do work hard. There is a dead week in recruiting that happens the two weeks around the 4th of July. So that does help a little bit in that you can't really be off campus or nobody can be on campus. Now, with the world of the phone and the social media and the text messages, you know, it's never, ever going to really, really stop. But at least you're not on the road traveling or having somebody here on the weekends or, or during the weeks right there. Uh, and then you are a little bit limited to what you can do with your players as far as the, the coaching staff. You know, our strength coach takes over a big role of it for the, about the first three weeks in July. So we're going to find a little bit of time to, to get away because I don't think you could do it if you don't get away a little bit. But it's not nearly what it used to be, and I'm not sure that uh, – I'm not sure it's very healthy, really. And, and I don't know. We, we see some of these young coaches. I tell them, you know what, I don't know. You, I don't know if you're going to make it. I don't know if you're going to see old coaches or not here in the next 10 years if, if we don't cut this back just a little bit. Coach, you talk about a lot of new names, um, both um, personnel-wise, 
um, you know, from a player standpoint, but also on the coaching side of things on Coach Shank. You know, still around uh, for sure and doing an excellent job in his uh, high school and alumni relations role. But uh, Alan Mogridge coming in as new offensive line coach. Uh, you also have Dyrell Roberts, uh, who's certainly no stranger to Pirate fans for everything he did as a receiver at Virginia Tech, uh, coaching the outside receivers. And uh, so talk about your coaching staff changes and um, you know how that went this spring. Well, you know, again, it's it's just more of the of the change. I, I had joked at some of the places I spoke at that first offensive staff meeting uh, in January, we had to give out name tags just so everybody would know who each other were. You know, we had had we'd had a nice little run going there where we had and had a lot of continuity, you know, within our in our system, and you know, it just kind of all seemed to happen this year. And some of that was obviously started with with Coach Shankweiler moving into the front office a little bit after you know, 40-some years, whatever, career there. Uh, I guess he deserved it a little bit too. But And it wasn't a total surprise, you know, to all of us. So we were somewhat, you know, kind of being prepared for that. But obviously that's a big loss. It's a big change because me and Shank had been together for like six years straight, and then we were together back in the Skip Holtz era. So, you know, it was kind of one of those deals where you didn't sometimes have to finish the sentence. The other people, you know, the other guy could finish it for you. So we were on the same wavelength. So that's big, you know, and, and being the coordinator and coaching the, the quarterback, well, the offensive line guys is really, really big and really, really important to you. So, uh, you know, just change in itself makes for more work. But uh, Coach Bogridge is obviously a great hire for us. Uh, me and Alan Mogridge were together back in 2003, actually with Western Carolina together. So I've known him for a long time. Uh, his wife grew up in the same kind of area that I grew up in. Uh, her dad was a Hall of Fame wrestling coach in the same conference that, that I played in. So I've known of him, and, and that he's been in our league. He was at Central Florida. He was at South Florida, so he really knows the, the league. He knows the areas that we recruit, and he – uh, does something very similar to us offensively. So it's been a good marriage there, and that's worked out good. The, the issue with that was we got him hired in January, so we're back to rolling, and we hit spring break, which is one week then before we're going to go and start spring practice. And uh, our running back coach and our inside receiver coach, tight end coach, all take jobs on the first day of spring practice. That's that's an adjustment that you got to make. All of a sudden you go to practice day one, you got two full-time coaches aren't going to be there. We were very lucky in that Aaron Hour, who was our analyst, was on the staff and was able to move into Coach Scott's role right away, and it was like we didn't miss a beat. So, okay, we dodged another bullet. You feel good. Like I say, now the running back coach is gone, so we, we moved Raquan Boyette, who had only been here for one year himself, back to running backs, which is what he was most familiar with, I think, from a career at Duke playing and in, as coaching. But now we've got a receiver coach that we got to go hire. And literally, we went on a search through the country to find the best guy we could find. And, um, you know, when it all shook out, Nyrell was the guy. And he's an unbelievable technician. He's an unbelievable recruiter. And he has a great bond with the young men, you know, that play college football. So we hit a home run, but it's just taken a lot more time. We've had to spend a lot more time just coaches talking about, you know, just teaching the system. You're usually just worried about teaching the players. You know, I've been having to teach the coaches what the system is, what the calls are, and all those type things. So it's just been it's been a really an exhausting spring. But, again, it, it keeps you young, I think. It, it, it really brings up some new ideas when you get new people, and I think that makes you better in the long run. Coaches, 
In addition that you did not reference, uh, Shane Montgomery coming on as senior offensive analyst, a guy that has 30-plus years in the business, uh, half of those is an offensive coordinator and also um, that head coaching stint at Miami of Ohio. Uh, talk about what he'll bring. Well, that is. So in the end there, since uh, Aaron Iwer became a full-time on-the-field coach and left the analyst role, we had another one to hire and then Shane had become available after leaving Buffalo. So what a lot of people may not know is that me and Shane obviously have a history. We go way back. We were at the University of Tennessee Chattanooga together as assistants for one year, and then when I became the coordinator, he worked for me there as my receiver coach, and then I became the head coach, and he worked as a receiver coach for me too, and then he got a chance to go to Miami of Ohio and be the coordinator. So I was involved, obviously, in him getting that job, and then later he did become the head coach. So we go way back. We still have a lot of the same terminology. He's come back after all these years and say, you're still calling it that, huh? And I'd be like, yeah, I hadn't changed it, you know, whatever. But he's going to bring another great mind to the to the staff room for game planning, uh, for preparation. He'll be another guy that will have some great experience as a receiver guy and a quarterback guy. And he's got some great just experience, you know, I say as being a head coach, which obviously always makes you better. So I think, you know, I say it's been an exhausting spring. But when it's all going to shake out, I think we may be better than we've ever been. Coach, speaking of a quarterback in the quarterback room, let's talk. Uh, I know some people automatically thought, I guess, that Mason Garcia would be the next quarterback. But the good news is I told people that, the um, when you hear that term, which I don't like, the quarterback controversy, you got the great thing is you got two great quarterbacks that can start for you right now going into a huge task in September in Michigan, right? Yeah, you know you're always you're always good as the, as the next guy because you're always one play away from having to play the next guy. So I think anytime you have depth and you have competition. We don't have any controversies here for who's going to play. We have competition, but in a Mike Houston, you know, system, there's going to be no controversy about it. You know, he's going to make the decision about that, and then he's going to, you know, obviously involve maybe the position coach or the coordinator. So with the quarterbacks, it's going to be me and him. But it, it's we have a competition. But that's what the whole system here is built on. Everybody gets what they earn here, coaching-wise, our managers, our trainers, everybody gets what they earn here in our players, every position. So the quarterbacks are no different than the left guard, you know, or the defensive end or the receiver. You know, you, you have to earn the job. Uh, you know, Houghton obviously, you know, probably, you know, was was going to be the guy, but he had to go compete. Now, he was that guy. You didn't have to worry about that. But if he would have been a guy – that would have thought, well, I don't have to compete, I don't have to work anymore, I'm going to be the guy. He would have lost the job here too. So uh, that's the same things going on now. Mason has uh, had a good spring. He's having a good summer. I'm really, really excited about, you know, his career and where he's going to go. I think Alex pushing him is only going to make him better. And Alex has gotten better, I think, because he's seen the competition and he's been working. And, you know, he hasn't gotten to play much. But he's a competitor, you know, or he wouldn't have made it to this level, you know, to start with. So he, he's, he's been around. He knows the system. You know, he's, he's been involved in signaling the plays in. So he's known every play that we've run, you know, for the last couple of years. And I think you know, the other thing with him is he, he's been really, really heavily into academics as far as he planning to go to med school. 
So he's already graduated uh, with a degree in exercise science with a 4.0 GPA, and uh, now he's got a little less academic stress on him because he's already graduated, and he can't go to med school and play college football, so he's had to put that on hold. And so he's a little less busy, and he's been able to spend a little more time on football, and it's really starting to show up and some improvement in his play. Coach, you know, Holt Naylor's had such a unique skill set, you know, a, a big lefty, you know, a bigger guy with, with mobility. When you look at the quarterbacks this year and, and, you know, they've been in the system for a while, but they haven't played a lot on Saturdays. Is it the type of thing early where you try to simplify the offense and maybe have them go just work their first and second read? Or is it, hey, you've been in the system, you know, we're ready to go, you know the offense, and, and you just let them go, let them swing it? Well, they do know the offense, and, and they've been in all those those meetings. And, you know, as we say, the quarterbacks have to watch the tape through the other quarterback like Holton. So, you know, we'd get in there on Sundays, and, and they had to watch it, and they had to comment on it, and they had to take notes on it. And it was like it was them out there as well. And, and they have to put themselves in that position as they're watching that tape because if you don't prepare to be the starter, you'll, you'll never be the starter. Now, that's harder. To, to do than it is just to, to say that. But they know the system. What we're probably doing is we're just probably trying to fit what they do best, you know, in, into what we're going to call. You know, as the starter, you're, you're going to build it around the starter. You know, one big thing was Holton was left-handed. So the things were different just because he was left-handed. We built things. We set plays up. There, there are things you want to go to the quarterback's strength, and, and his strength obviously was going to his throwing hand, his left. So we would sometimes run plays, running plays to the right to get the ball on the right hash so that, you know, we could then maybe roll or bootleg, or he would have the ability to scramble to the wide side of the field, and it would be his his strength. Those things are going to change a little bit. Um, now, the, the system will call it the same, you know, Will we will we run less plays in a game plan? Yeah, maybe. I think early. I think, you know, especially with the schedule being so difficult early, you know, playing Michigan and stuff like that, you're not going to want to try to just trick them necessarily too much and make it so complicated that you beat yourself. So we, we will take that in consideration. Uh, you know, Houghton was, was versatile. He was a dual-threat guy. He got beat up, though, as the years went on, and we ran him less and less. And uh, – some of that was he wanted it that way. Some of that just was, I think, you know, he was beat up a little bit. And we were afraid to get him hurt a little bit. Uh, Mason obviously has great ability to run the ball. And right now he's healthy as he can be. So, you know, I think we will try to go back and run him a little bit more like Holton ran early in his career. Now, Alex is a little different than, than him in, in some things, you know. Uh, so we'll have to have a plan for if he's in there, you know, a little bit different than, than Mason being in there. Coach, shifting to the running back room, uh, you have Rajay Harris coming back off of his ACL injury, Marlon Gunn, who had an excellent freshman season, um, Gerald Green coming in from Georgia Southern, and then uh, we've certainly heard about Javius Bond and what he's capable of. The running back room is in great shape right now as far as depth is concerned. Now, we've lost a dynamic player. You know, we lost, I would say, a generational player. You know, the only other thing ever been like him probably would be you know, Chris Chris Johnson now, you know, Junior would 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 argue, Junior Smith would argue with me about that, my good friend Junior. I guess he was pretty good too. But, you know, you don't have a lot of Keaton Mitchells come along, guys that can make that many big plays. He's just such an explosive guy. Uh, but as we all remember, 
Rajee Harris was pretty good. In fact, Rajee was the co-offensive rookie of the year in the league, you know, his freshman year, and actually got off to the better start. And then what I had a good year as, as well last year, if he wouldn't have got hurt early in the season against South Florida. So we, we are being a little careful with, with Rajee in that we, we don't want to, you know, go too much in June and July. But I am expecting him to be pretty tired at the end of every Saturday after the game. So I feel like, you know, though he's a different type back, uh, he can be just as an effective back, if not more, than, than Keaton was. And we got really good depth, though, you're saying. Uh, you know, Davis Bond is a speed guy like Keaton, so I do think we still have that home run hitting kind of guy. And then Gerald Green brings some experience and some toughness in there because uh, he's played a lot of football, so he's kind of a combination of the two. And then let's don't forget, like you say, Marlon Gunn, who got a chance to play as a true freshman, and, you know, and if he could have stayed a little more healthy, I think would have even showed a little bit more what he can do. So the room is full of talent, and then you can throw in there, you know, Pop McKay and Camaro Edmonds, too. So there's a lot of competition, and it's making those guys have to really, really compete hard. But I feel good about the, the running back room. No doubt, Coach. Uh, what about this? one of the question marks you hear all the time, and, with things changing, we were talking about with the transfer portal, uh, you guys have done a nice job, I think, with um, some missing pieces, if you will, uh, for the wide receiver room. Yeah, the receiver thing is is always the quarterback's biggest concerns, I guess. And, you know, the thing that uh, with Isaiah Winstead came in and had such a tremendous year for us, you know, unfortunately we only were able to have him for one year. Uh, you know, uh, Ryan Jones kind of a slash tight end, wide receiver, you know, had two pretty good years for us as well there, you know, and, and we lose him. And then C.J., who had the great freshman year and then really came back and had a really outstanding year, I thought, last year as well, decided to come out early. So, you know, there's a lot of productivity, a lot of catches that walked out the door there. But we have worked hard to try to have the next guy up. What we did this time in the portal, we tried to not do the one and done, though, uh, like we had to do with Isaiah, uh, in that we just felt like if we could get guys that were talented but had more years than the one, we'd try to get away from this just one and done. It's just too too much, too quickly to have to keep changing over. And so we picked up a couple of guys uh, in the portal there, Chase Sowell, who's coming from Colorado, big athletic, really, really runs well, big target. I'm excited about his progress right now. Uh, this summer, as he's shown us through the OTAs, what he can do. Uh, this other Keelan Robinson was off to a fantastic start, and I think he was the one that maybe impressed us the most of all. Unfortunately, he got came down with mono, and so he's been out for a couple of weeks and is going to probably miss a lot of the summer training. But he showed enough talent that uh, I feel sure that he'll be able to work himself back into it uh, by by the end of the spring too. So, and then you know this is not a new guy, but but Jalen Johnson who transferred in last year, really really is showing that he's everything we thought he would be. Unfortunately, last year he just had a series of injuries from his foot to his hamstring to his back, and you know he had as much productivity per play probably as anybody we had. We just got to keep him out there a little bit more. Coach, in terms of Jalen Johnson, he's uh, sounds like he's transitioning from the inside, shifting out to more of an outside receiver. Uh, if that's the case, how's his progression going there this offseason? Well, 
It's actually the opposite of that. We played him more as an outside guy last year. Now we've moved him inside, which is what we did with CJ. And we kind of fell in love with the bigger inside receivers. You know, uh, we had Tyler Sneed, the smaller type guy. And normally the history of this offense, that's been the guys we played in there, the more smaller type kids. And then we didn't have one of those guys as much. We went with CJ last year and we really found that there were some ways to take advantage of his size. And so, Jalen had played some inside, maybe more inside than outside of Georgia. So we plugged him in there, but he's going to be that move-around guy. We're going to try to keep him everywhere, let him be outside, let him be inside. He's the most mature probably of the guys. He probably knows the system now, probably better obviously than, than the other new guys. And he's doing really, really well right now. He's the healthiest I've, I've ever known him to be. And so we're just in that summer bill where we're saying – you know, keep working hard, keep yourself healthy, though. Coach, you have some familiar faces and names along the offensive line, like Parker Moore, Isaiah Foote, Jacob Saker, et cetera. But uh, talk about uh, Hall, Beckman, Murphy, the new pieces that you added from the portal along the offensive line. Yeah, and, you know, the old line took took a hit, obviously, with Coach Shankwire, I say. We were able to overcome that with Coach Bowers, but the portal jumped on our back there pretty badly, too, there with the, with the loss of – Avery Jones, who had been our center, and I, you know, thought was having an outstanding year, and then hit the portal and took off and went to end up going to Auburn, and then, you know, that was a blow before the bowl game, which gave Hampton Ergel a chance to kind of show what he what he could do, and he had a great game against a really good nose guard, and, and actually earned a scholarship because he was a walk on, and so, like I say, we get through the spring, we feel okay there again, and then, you know, we lose our our starting left guard to Sean Strother took off as well and ended up at, at Oregon. So uh, we had to kind of get into the portal a little bit. And, and one thing was, though, that uh, uh, Coach Mulgridge had a player that he was able to bring with him and, and that it, it actually he went to Duke and then came to here through Duke. So that was a double transfer. That's how crazy this world is right now out there. And that's going to help us a lot because he knows Coach Mulgridge's system, his line calls and stuff like that. And learning our offense is, is not that big a challenge for him because it's similar. There's there's some differences, obviously, in the terminology, but at least he's familiar with how the offensive line, you know, coach is, is going to coach all that. So uh, that, that's been a good deal. Uh, Jacob Saker, you know, played as a true freshman some last year. He was able to redshirt because of the four-game rule. Uh, I really think he's he's in there battling right now. We're just trying to figure out, is he a center or is he a guard? Where does he best fit to get the most reps at right now? Parker Moore is uh, back after rotating and playing tackle. You know, in hindsight, I wish we probably would have played Parker a little more last year inside, but we were so worried about Noah, you know, his back going out at any moment. You always had to have a guy kind of ready there, so we ended up probably just leaving him at tackle, and, and that's where he is playing now. Uh, and he's looking really good, I think, for the summer. And then, you know, Isaiah Foote, who played banged up all year, has uh, been slow to kind of come back after having some shoulder surgery. So I think we'll 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 get some experience back out of him as well. And then we did take two guys out of the portal, I guess, from, from Akron, you know, which seemed a little unusual. That's how today's world is. But it was two guys that had – that had really, really played a lot of football, and that's kind of what we were most interested in were some guys that had some experience just to give us, you know, maybe as a starter or maybe as a backup. But either way, 
uh, some guys that had some experience. Well, Coach, uh, we could talk to you all day long when it comes to football. I know that you've been you've got a meeting to get off to, so we'll let you go. Thanks so much, and I guess we'll see you at media day in August. I hope you have a summer. Enjoy the uh, – I know you're going to have to work hard the next few days, but we appreciate you taking the time with us. Well, I always appreciate you guys, the Pirate fans. I know we're very fortunate to have the coverage that we have, and we do appreciate what you guys do. And I will look forward to seeing you when the season rolls back around. And hopefully I'm fresh and really well tanned and got my uh, handicap down in golf for at least about five or six more strokes, okay? <laughs> right, sounds good. All right, All right. thanks, right. Coach. We appreciate See it. There you guys. All right. All right. Go All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, Coach. You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. As always, we appreciate you listening to the show. And go Pirates!